Hello, everyone. Um, we're back. We're back again, and we're back in the normal room, so the audio should be fine. I did uh, play back the audio from the previous episode. It did sound slightly different to me, at least, but, you know, I, I my ears have cursed me. Um, I can hear very, very slight differences in, like, audio and audio quality. I don't know why, but, you know, um, <laughs> so, yeah, but, uh, Big news this morning. Um, so if you don't know, obviously I've been added to the polls for about a week now almost. Um, might be over it actually now. And <laughs> I don't know how this happened, honestly, but I had posted a, um, something and this was a genuine estimate um, that I had pretty much estimated and calculated that I wouldn't reach 10% for around another 10 to 12 days from now, um, and then I woke up this morning, and for some reason I had the urge to go check the polls, you know, and normally they're never updated this early, but, you know, they're always, like, all over the place in terms of what times they're updated, they change throughout the day, they're very, very versatile, um, (laughs) in terms of when they actually get updated, and I am pleased to say that we have successfully reached 10% in the polls, I didn't expect this to happen so soon. I mean, I inevitably expected it um, to happen at some point, um, but I didn't expect this to happen so soon. Um, You know, this really just goes to show people are tired of the status quo. People are tired uh, of the lies that so many big politicians are are placing in in the mainstream and how the mainstream is pretty much feeding lies and deceit to to the people. you know, I actually, I mean, I, of course, I check out mainstream media every once in a while, you know, just to see what they're saying. Um, you know, I do it like maybe once a day, once every two days, you know, Twitter is a prime example of that. Um, and, you know, I just never once expected this one to happen. We have gotten zero media coverage throughout this entire campaign, and we have already reached 10% of the vote at least 12 days before we expected to reach 10%. I had predicted... There would be a little bit of a slowing down. Obviously, I kind of skyrocketed over the past couple days. You know, we're gaining. We were gaining an average of around like one percent per day for a few days there. Um, and people actually started lowering in percentage slightly, um, which was kind of weird. Um, but we managed to break my expectations completely, um, especially so soon. We have skyrocketed. Yesterday we were at seven percent. This morning, I go to check, and I am at 10% of the vote, and no one else has been polled yet. I don't know what that's all about. Um, Hopefully, uh, they did update that. Actually, you know what? It has been a couple hours since I last checked, so we're actually going to do a live check-in and see if anything has changed. If I could type my password incorrectly for my computer, that would also be helpful. Um, let's see what is cooking on the polls. Um, let's see. All right. And as of right now, I am the only candidate with with any sort of polling today. The actual number is 9.88%, which rounded up in typical I side with fashion. Um, if they do round it up after 0.5, I believe, um, I'm now at 10% of the vote, um, and also, if you are confused, on the polls, um, typically, I am coded green in color, um, so, yeah, but the colors on the polls are always blue, green, red, and yellow, 
Um, I used to be the green color, but for some reason, as of today, they switched my color to yellow, and Jesse now has the green color, so if you do get confused, um, that is, of course, the reason why. I'm unsure why they did it. I have no clue. It might actually be an early forecasting that I might actually overtake Jesse. I mean, I did gain 3% of the vote, um, I believe, because it was 7 to 10. So 7 to 10... Jesse is currently at 17% yesterday, so if he realistically lost 3%, it doesn't really add up to me, though, because that would be, hold on, it would be, be 14%, which means he would still be around four points ahead, um, so I would still be in fourth, but I, I do feel like this is definitely either, there's, there's one of two things I think this is, it's either a complete random thing that just happens, or alternatively, it is a forecast that I will end up taking the third place spot in this uh, in this race over the next day or so. Um, and I really hope that is the case because, you know, I started this campaign not just as a campaign to win. I started this campaign as, as a message that people are sick and tired of, of the status quo and that people want change and they want progress to be made. And they want that now. They want that immediately. They want that out of the current administration, but the current administration is not giving them that, whether it be presidential or the state, um, particularly the state, you know, Governor Newsom has said uh, he's going to, like, use the highway patrol to combat uh, crimes and, and robberies in Los Angeles. But in reality, the real situation for that, in my opinion, is you just fund the police properly, you give them proper training, and if they still break the rules, you charge them. It's not, the, it's not a big deal. Um, you know, I don't think it's that difficult. And I think it's easily achievable. You know, that's something I will push for in office is, is for the proper funding, reform, and education for police officers that are currently in or, or people that are training to become police officers. You know, um, and I, I personally believe that we need to really fund the police. And, and yes, I do believe in police reform. I believe, you know, not every single time should an should a officer have to bring a shotgun or an AK with him. To every single call, you know, I feel like those those high high power weaponry and uh, you know all that should be reserved for serious situations. Um, I do support having peacekeepers, you know, unarmed peacekeepers for you know situations that don't involve any sort of violence. You know, there's a lot of situations that don't involve weapons or violence that you know we don't need to be wasting officers with the resources of of firearms to be sending out to those calls, you know, the, the most that I feel like a, a, a peacekeeper should have is either like a taser, like a tiny little taser, or, you know, more likely a pepper spray, you know, because pepper spray is less, I believe, um, dangerous, you know, with a, with a taser, of course, you know, that can turn very badly, especially if the person has a heart condition. So, you know, we have to take everything into account and that's what I plan to do. Um, and I've actually been getting a lot of feedback here on the iSide with website. Um, a lot of people have been asking me questions, really pushing great questions. These people are absolutely phenomenal when they come to asking questions. And, you know, I really do try to give them proper answers. So, you know, if you, if you do check out iSide with and ask any sort of question, I have notifications on all the time, so I will respond to that uh, at my soonest convenience. I can't respond on the mobile for some reason, like on the phone, I can't really respond to it. But I do end up checking my computer like four times a day, maybe even more sometimes. So, you know, I will frequently be checking it out and everything. So if you really do have questions, we can do that. Um, alternatively, I'm actually setting up like a little Q&A poll 
you can just ask me anything and I'll answer it. You know, you put your email in or your SMS uh, number in or whatever, and, uh, you know, we'll respond to you. Um, and that's something I, I've also campaigned on is the belief that, you know, we need more transparency with candidates. And, you know, none of the candidates have really been doing their job at campaigning. Um, I mean, I haven't really campaigned as much either. I don't really have campaign events yet. I'm not even taking funding yet. I'm simply just reaching out to people online. And I mean, I'm actually realizing what these issues are and I'm actively expanding my campaign and improving it to better reflect the needs of the people and, and to better reflect the, the best interests of the people, particularly the working class. Um, you know, I've gotten support from many different people, um, you know, uh, from many different sides of the political spectrum, you know, um, I personally love the fact that many people are, are very open, um, to, you know, my policies and, you know, I, I've taken these policies into consideration, not just book, not just by my morals, I mean, yes, my morals are within my policies, but not strictly the morals. What is also included in my policies is what is in the best interest of the people. Hence, of course, why, you know, we need to fund the police immediately, um, you know, but that's also just another personal moral of mine as well. You know, we can't just get rid of the police. Like, who's going to who's going to help the people out and who's going to protect them and keep them safe? It doesn't make sense, you know. That's that's where I tend to disagree severely with the party of um, that I am running under. It is the fact that you know, pretty much all many people in my party want to just take the easy route, which is going to lead to mass devastation, which is defunding police. You know, me on the other hand, I think we need to fund them accordingly and properly. We need to make sure that they're not overfunded, but we need to make sure they're not underfunded, and we need to make sure that they are able to adequately provide safety and security. To the citizens, you know, we need to ensure that they are able to do their job with the money provided, and we need to make sure that, you know, resources are not being misallocated, um, you know, we need to have direct contact with police chiefs, lieutenants, you know, we need to have direct contact with police departments and department leadership to ensure that, you know, resources within the departments are being adequately taken care of, used properly, and, you know, that abuse of power and corruption does not continue, um, you know, that's, that's personally what I think of the matter. Um, so yeah, but I mean, I really didn't come on here with much idea of what I wanted to speak on, but you know, all I have to say, I guess is, is like, th it's time, it's time for change. And a lot of people know that. Um, and it isn't even just people on, on the left. It's the people on the right. It's the people in the center. It's the people that don't even think they apply to any sort of the political spectrum. Um, you know, there's, there's people on all sides that believe change must happen and it must happen now. Um, you know, I, I personally think it needs to happen too. And I think, you know, not only is it something that the federal government needs to start doing, but I feel like the state governments need to start doing it. And even the municipal governments need to do it as well. And, you know, I feel like, you know, having tools like I side with, really do help voters realize this person isn't exactly like the best person to vote for. You know, there's this better person to vote for. And it, it, it really does a great job. It does a great job at, you know, outlining policies and outlining personal opinions. And, you know, a, some people actually questioned me about, you know, one of them that was on there and was a personal answer. It, it was basically saying, should it be legal to burn the flag of the United States? And I said, yes. That should, but here's the thing, and a lot of people took that out of context. In the context that I intend it to be 
you know, put in is the fact that it shouldn't be a separate crime. It shouldn't be a separate crime to do so. You know, that shouldn't be an, there shouldn't be an additional charge for doing that. Because I personally think that's extremely authoritarian and that's extremely communistic. Um, in my opinion, that's what I, you know, believe it to be. Um, what I personally think is obviously arson is a crime. That's committing arson. You're already getting charged. And it's obviously, if it, especially if it's by wildlife or anything of the sort, it's endangering to people, to wildlife, to, you know, p- potentially causing a house fire. It is arson. That is a separate crime in and of itself, and it does not have a little itty-bitty punishment, you know? Um, so, I mean, obviously, I don't think it should be a separate charge, but realistically speaking, you are already being charged. If we're actually, you know, making lawful and proper decisions according to the laws... You should be getting charged with arson. You shouldn't be getting charged. You have to be charged with an additional crime. You know, I think personally, the reason why I said no to that is because it's an it's a question specifically for the American flag. If anyone's banning the burning of flags, it should be the banning of burning of all flags. And even then, I don't believe in it because I believe that people have the freedom of speech and they have the right to protest. And that is just a form of protest. Now, obviously, it's arson. That's a charge. But you see what I'm saying? There shouldn't be an additional charge on top of that because I personally believe that if we allow the justice system to do its thing and we allow it to be corruption-free and if we allow it to be, you know, correct in a way and not corrupted, it'll work. It'll work naturally as long as we actually allow it to work naturally and as long as we have the legislation to allow it to act naturally and to make lawful rulings and decisions. Um, So, yeah. And... I believe I actually have a question on here right now. So let's see what that is, if it wants to load. Does it want to load? It does want to load. All righty. Let's see what this one is. Sit on my chair real quick. All right. I already got the notification. Thank you very much. Huh. Okay. So this one is actually amazing. Um... Here's the thing, and a lot of people get this wrong. A lot of state taxes surprisingly goes to other states, and I don't think that should continue. I think with the amount of issues that California is having right now that are not being treated and are just getting worse and worse and worse, we need all the funding we can get, but we're not going to raise taxes and still give money to all these other states. Nothing is legally or, or constitutionally binding us to give millions of dollars to other states, especially states that do not reflect our values and directly attack our values. Um, you know what I mean? But regardless of, of if they if they support our values or not, point being is that there are many issues in this state and we do not need to continue to subsidize other states. We have extremely high gas prices. We have extremely high prices for everything. We have a broken housing system, a massive crime uh, crime crisis. We have a massive homelessness crisis. And all these things need to be taken care of immediately. And the way we can do that and the way we can immediately allow for mass funding of these things without breaking the bank and breaking the pockets of the working class is by raising the tax on the top 1%, raising the tax on the corporations, and allowing for tax cuts to the to the working class. That way, not only 
are we breaking even? We might even be earning more money in tax revenue with the tax raises to corporations and the 1%. In my calculations with lowering taxes by 30, I believe it was $35 billion for the working class in tax cuts, which is around 1500 somewhere in the ballpark of $1,500 that you don't have to pay in taxes anymore if you're working class. That was the estimates that I got. And that's just by raising taxes for the top 1%. That does not even include corporations. If we raise a tax on corporations, we're able to completely cut the, to the, um, the gas tax. And on top of that, I'm planning on, you know, ensuring that gas prices get driven down to the best of my ability as governor. Obviously, a lot of it relies on the state or not the state, the federal government and what their decision is, particularly the president. But I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that it's low. There are states with gas prices pretty low compared to California. And I think it's time that we beat them. I think it's time that we lower our gas prices. Because think about it. California is meant to be a state where everybody can live peacefully, happily. We're not the golden state for no reason. All right? That's what I like to say to people. But we need to treat the people of this state well. And we need to make sure that they're actually taken care of. We can't just leave them be while they're paying extremely high tax rates for nothing in return. To the point where these people are all leaving the state. We have so many people leaving our state to go to other states because our taxes are too high, because our inflation is too high, because our gas prices are astronomical, because they don't see the change happening with the high taxes that they're paying. Because a good amount of this stuff is going to other states. And the little bit that is left, it's not working because nobody has made sure that the budget and what is spent of the budget is actually efficient toward the amount of money. I'm going to give you an example. Let's just say you go into a grocery store. Let's say you're going into, uh, I don't know. Let's say you're going into Walmart, for example. And you see the name brand and you see the Great Value brand, right? And the Great Value brand's always cheaper. Everybody knows that. It's pretty much always cheaper. Would you rather take the cheaper option that's exactly the same results or the pretty much identical results? Or would you rather pay extra for the same result? I, I would rather pay less for the same, if not extremely, extremely similar result. That's what I think. And obviously there are certain things you can't swap those out because there's certain things you just can't swap out. Um, and that's fine. You know, they, they, those things are essential um, with the tax rate that they are provided. But we need to make sure that our state budget is as is, is efficient as possible and doesn't waste money. OK, we need to make sure that our money is not being wasted. We need to make sure that the money that is being put out is actually going to proper causes and that it's actually going into correct places. Because if we're just allowing money to go to other states and we're for allowing, allowing money to not be given to the police departments, and if we're not allowing money to be returned back to the working class, then what, what is the point? What is the point of even living in this state? You know, like we're just paying exorbitant tax rates for no, for fun. It, it's like the state government clearly thinks we love paying taxes and that it's, it's a really fun hobby. It's not fun. It's not fun to pay taxes, and I think it's time that the state government realizes it's not fun to pay taxes at all, especially when you don't have a salary of almost $225,000, Governor Newsom. That's the salary that Governor Newsom has taken home as of 2022, is $224,000 in salary. I'm not taking that much. The most I'll take is 105000 
and I'm going to be donating some money to good causes. And the residual that is left out of that 224000 is going directly back into the homelessness crisis. It's going directly back into all the issues that need to be solved. Because I don't think that Governor Newsom should be taking that big of a salary home when there are people that are not able to afford a roof over their heads in our state due to the extremely high taxation, the completely broken housing market. You're, we're paying $5 million for shacks. It's ridiculous. We're paying like $2 million for a little shed. It's and it's not in good condition either. You have to you have to renovate it to live in it. It's ridiculous. There are no standards anymore. There's no standards. There's no caring. There's no you know effort to fix issues anymore that actually matter. The only issues that are on the brain of Governor Newsom is proposing an amendment, right, and then just you know going home and and fucking off. I mean. If we're being real, like, what has he done? What has he done that is actually benefiting the working class and benefiting the citizens of California? What has he done to benefit? I'll tell you exactly what he's done. Zero. He's done nothing to benefit the working class. You might think that he is, but he isn't. There is so much more that he could be doing right now that he isn't doing. And I don't know why. I mean, I've never talked to him before. I've never met him. I don't know why he isn't doing it, but the point is, is at the end of the day, he isn't doing it. It's time that we elect officials who actually care about the people and put the people first. We need a budget that works for the people. We need a government that works for the people. We don't need a people that work for their government and a people that work for their budget at the end of the day. We need the opposite of that. We need a, a government and a budget and everything the government provides that works for the people. The people should not have to move around and and conform to what the government is becoming. No, the government should be built by the people. It should be representative to the people who elect these officials. And I think the two-party system has not done a great job at that, in my opinion. And I believe that it's time that we show the, the world of politics and politicians that enough is enough. We're tired. We're tired of it. We're all tired of it. You're over here supposedly investing in green energy and then you want to put a massive pipeline in Alaska that's going to endanger tons of wildlife and, and, and even people. We don't, I don't even think we know the real long-term effects of putting a pipeline 50 meters away from someone's house. I don't think we really know what the consequences of that could be, especially if they're immunocompromised. Like, we don't take things into consideration. The federal government does not take things into consideration properly. They just look at the money and they look at the potential, and they just do it. They don't care about the people and how they feel about these things. They don't care that the pipeline is cutting through your backyard. They do not care. Maybe they'll offer you maybe, I don't know, $10,000 for that little corner of land on uh, on your few acres you own. What is going on with this world that we're allowing this to continue to happen with no repercussion from the people? It's time that we revolutionize and it's time that the next American revolution happens. We are quickly approaching a second modern day American revolution because think about it. This government, what has the government done to actually advance itself into the 21st century? 
We haven't taken steps on artificial intelligence legislation. We have not taken steps on cryptocurrency legislation. We have not taken steps on any modern technology legislation to ensure that the people aren't screwed over by it. We have not taken the necessary precautions and the necessary legislation into law. We have not taken the necessary steps. We haven't. And these these politicians in Washington might want you to think that they're trying to make these steps happen. And they might want you to think that they're making this happen and that they have made this happen. The truth is, they have not. They have not. They have continuously failed the people time and time again. And it is time it is put to an end. We don't pay taxes for fun. We don't pay out the wazoo in gas prices for fun. We don't pay these high prices for fun. We don't enjoy it. So why, what, what is the result of all of this money? What is the result of all this money? Where is all this money going to? I would love to know because I haven't seen a single goddamn difference anywhere in this country. I have not seen a single difference. It's time we stop subsidizing other states. It's time we put ourselves first because if we think about it, These government officials don't seem to realize that by so many people leaving because you won't actually help the people out, you're losing that money. Your salary is eventually going to start dipping. That's when Governor Newsom is going to realize he fucked up. That's when he's going to realize enough is enough. We got to actually take care of the problems. And then the solutions he's going to come up with are probably half-assed if we're being honest. That's why we need change. Because if we just decide to elect the lieutenant governor into office... What is that going to change? What is that going to change? It's like when we had Obama, and I liked Obama personally. And then we decided, oh yeah, Hillary. (laughs) Like, it's so much different. It's so much different. But they're trying to make it seem like it's identical. It's like the same thing going on and on and on. We can't allow the same thing to keep going on and on and on and on. We need constant revolutionary discoveries. We need constant change. And we need constant progress to be made. Otherwise, what's the point? We're just standing still doing nothing. We're just openly letting ourselves become vulnerable to whatever comes our way next. We didn't pass proper FDA regulation. We didn't pass, you know, extremely, you know, common sense regulations, you know, and now we have extremely dangerous products Um, that are in grocery stores that are really dangerous to people's health and immune system. You know, a lot of the stuff in stores is all like processed. And, you know, a lot of people think that this is common sense, but a lot of people don't actually realize that this is serious. There are extremely dangerous things in our foods and medicines, and we have no clue. We have no sort of clue what this could possibly be doing. We have zero clue We don't know the long-term effects of certain stuff. We didn't know the long-term effects of the COVID vaccine. And of course, I still took it because it's, well, think about it. Would you rather be more at risk to COVID? But at the same time, we shouldn't be forcing people to take COVID vaccines, you know, unless we figure out that they're actually safe. If we figure out that they're safe, then, you know, you should be able to take it. You should have to take it if it's actually proven 100% safe. You know, people that are anti-vax, you know, that, that, that's fine. It's their decision, whatever. Don't push that onto your children. Don't push that on, onto your family. That's ridiculous. I personally think that's a form of child abuse. If you are anti-vax, that's totally fine. You could say anti-vax. That was your decision. But 
do not push that onto your children. Do not push that onto your children. I think that's a form of child abuse personally because you are pushing your thoughts and opinions onto your children. And that is eventually going to cause sickness, especially if you're anti-vax to flu vaccines, if you're anti-vax to all the extremely necessary and important essential vaccinations when your child is growing up especially when they're younger. If you're against all that, then that's child abuse. I'm sorry. If you're not allowing your child to get vaccinated for the flu, if you're not allowing your child to get vaccinated for like, you know, chicken pox or whatever it might be, that is child abuse. I will, I want to push a fact that that is child abuse. That is openly abusing your child, and that is limiting their their capability and their immune system. You are openly allowing for their immune system to be compromised by ailment, illness. You are openly allowing that to happen. There are many changes that need to be made to ensure the safety of Americans, and especially of Californians. California has taken steps already to label certain things as, you know, this might cause cancer, this might cause this, this might cause that. And there's people in other states besides California that see those warnings on products and they actually piss themselves because it's like, oh my God, I've been having this, I've been using this for the past decade or whatever. I've been using this for years. And now apparently we find out that it causes cancer. The reality is that the corporations that make those products knew and they still know. They've known this for a long time coming. And they just didn't want to tell you because think about it. Why would they tell you? They lose money if they tell you. I think it's time that we mandate that corporations are transparent with their findings. Even if, and especially if, it is about their products and the safety of those products. I think that we need to actually take the FDA seriously. And we need to not just have these warnings in California, but we should also have these warnings nationwide. And on top of that, I think all these dangerous additives and these dangerous chemicals and materials should just be all right banned. Outright banned. Look at the EU. They've banned a bunch of stuff. They banned food dyes. They banned this. They banned that. Because they're actually dangerous. They're incredibly dangerous. And people don't seem to realize that. And that's what annoys me because our government takes that as a joke. Meanwhile, you have governments on the other side of the world that are like, oh, nope, not okay. I think it's time we need to take a stronger stance on a lot of things. And we need to make sure that our people are safe and secure and healthy at the end of the day. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. But um, thank you all so much for the support. Um, we made it to 10%. And uh, yeah, so thank you all so much for the support constantly. I truly appreciate it. And uh, yeah, so thank you all for listening. And I'll see you guys next time. Bye.